Clark County Today is presented by Connell Real Estate. Hire an agent, get a team. Learn more by visiting ConnellRealEstate.com. Hey everyone, Jacob Graneman here with the Thursday evening update from Clark County Today. Congresswoman Jamie Herrera Butler issued a statement about what she experienced during the protest Wednesday at the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Herrera Butler was on the House floor as protesters overran police and pounded on the doors. She said the Capitol Police barricaded her and her fellow lawmakers in the chamber and told them to get down and put on their gas masks. The Congresswoman said they were eventually ushered out of the House chamber. She said while she was being escorted, a Capitol Police officer told her they found and detonated four bombs just off Capitol campus. Herrera Butler said the reports of chaos, panic, and dangerous actions by protesters were not exaggerations. She also released a statement she wrote the day prior to the Wednesday's protest explaining her decision not to vote to overturn the Electoral College results of November's presidential election. In that statement, Herrera Butler said the important thing is that we cannot be a nation of lawlessness and anarchy. Nothing is more important to me as representative than the preservation of our constitutional republic, she said. To read the Congresswoman's full statement, see our story at ClarkCountyToday.com. Senator Linda Wilson recently offered a statement on legislation she pre-filed requiring all gubernatorial emergency orders to be approved by the legislature after 30 days. The 17th district lawmaker has been consistent in raising questions as to why lawmakers in Olympia have not been allowed to provide input to Governor Jay Inslee during the coronavirus pandemic. Wilson is the Republican leader of the Senate Committee on Economic Development and Trade. She also served on the governor's pandemic-related business recovery task force until it was disbanded in May after just five weeks. Wilson said that under current law, there are two types of emergency orders. One requires legislative consent, the other does not. Her proposed bill would require legislative review of all emergency orders. Wilson said the legislation would simply include lawmakers in the decision-making process and ensure that the voices from across the state are heard to the senator's full statement and also for a link to her proposal and the legislation, go to our story at ClarkCountyToday.com. The recent increase in COVID-19 cases and hospitalizations continued for Clark County today. Public Health said there were 128 new cases with one additional death, bringing the total number of fatalities for the, from the virus to 150, including 12 that are still unconfirmed. As of today, there are 83 confirmed and four suspected cases in Clark County hospitals, making up more than 15% of bed space. Right now, there are 1,132 people with a case that is still considered active, a new record. The county warned that the recent downward trend for new cases per 100,000 people would likely end next week based on daily numbers so far this week. Groups of parents have been assembling, pushing to get their children back into school classrooms. They gathered on social media, shared experiences and information, and continue to try to pressure school boards and administrators to open up. Camus mom Andrea Seeley never imagined becoming a leader for the cause, but now she is. I think the most important thing to remember is that this is about the kids. It's not about politics. It's not about egos. It's not about fear. It should always remain about the kids. And I think that's getting lost in all of this. And, you know, I think it's fair for everyone to know both sides and to know what's going on behind the scenes. Otherwise, parents can't make informed decisions about their kids' futures and about what to do about school and what to do about 
what's coming for the future, whether school's going to open, whether it's not. We hear a lot of things on both sides. Governor Inslee has relaxed COVID guidelines for schools and school boards around the state are modifying their plans to reopen. Visit ClarkCountyToday.com to read this and other stories about schools reopening. After years of requests from residents of Battleground to bring back the holiday spirit downtown, the city launched new holiday banners on power poles along Main Street through Old Town. This past week, they replaced those with Tiger Pride banners supporting high school students in the area. Council member Shauna Walters this week proposed a program that would allow families of high school seniors to buy a banner with their student's name on it or honor a veteran during Veterans Day or Memorial Day. The city is still working through how installation of the banners would be funded and how much they might cost for someone who wants to buy one. Under the plan being considered, anyone who bought a banner could keep it and then have it reinstalled the next year for a small cost. Details are still being worked out, but the city hopes to be able to announce a pilot project later this year. It might not have been as anticipated as the opening of the first Chick-fil-A in Vancouver, but the opening of the second Chick-fil-A in Clark County was still a big deal to a lot of people. We sent Paul Valencia out to Vancouver Mall to capture the edible excitement. Hey, Paul Valencia here. We are at the opening of Vancouver's second Chick-fil-A restaurant. This one at the Vancouver Mall. Why is this a big day? Well, because Chick-fil-A is a beloved restaurant in this community. As you know, the restaurant in East Vancouver, which opened in 2016, still has a very high demand. What possessed you to be the first in line for Chick-fil-A Vancouver Mall? Well, I've had multiple grandchildren that have worked um, at Chick-fil-A coast to coast. And one of our grandsons uh, that we raised is a operations manager in this new store. Uh, I got here just before 7 a.m. It opens at 11. You got here before 7 a.m. Yeah, it's okay. So what possessed you to get in line so early for Chick-fil-A? Oh, well, uh, I like Chick-fil-A a lot. And, uh, you know, it's really close to my house. So, And it was the grand opening, so he's like, why not? Yeah, it's a very fun day, you know. Uh, I was waiting for this grand opening and uh, it finally came. Maybe like 9.50. Okay. Yeah, and then uh, we initially parked in the parking lot. We didn't know the line was going to start at the drive-thru itself. Uh -huh. It was like, uh oh, alright, we got to go get in line now because we saw cars piling up. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, thanks a lot. Have fun today. Yeah, no thank problem. you. Take Tell us your favorite sauces. Uh, Chick-fil-A sauce and the Polynesian sauce. And you can use them to cook with too at home. Make your own stir fries. Shh. <laughs> Woo, they're open. Yeah. <laughs> hey, high school sports fans, there's a new plan for the return of the action. Here's Paul again with details on the new schedule, which has traditional fall sports starting as soon as February 1st. But keep in mind, it's still just a tentative plan. Prairie football coach Mike Peck acted like he just got a late Christmas gift. Football could start as early as the first week of February. Wait, what? Yes, the WIAA announced its latest tentative sports schedule for the academic year, and now the traditional fall sports have the go-ahead to go first. To be fair, a lot has to happen in Southwest Washington in order for that to happen, but at least there is a plan in place. The governor's new roadmap to recovery from the pandemic has also changed the way high school sports can be conducted in the state. You might have heard that everyone will be in phase one in this new roadmap, but regions that get to phase two could, in theory, start playing sports. So yes, the schedule has practices for fall sports beginning February 1st, but you should probably put an asterisk next to that schedule. 
Still, there's hope. And Mike Peck said that means a lot right now. Even just a few games would be better than no games. Well, all that rain has brought us the annual mudslide season. Crews and Clark County Public Works have closed a nearly four-mile portion of Pacific Highway between Woodland and La Center. The closure will allow crews to make repairs to the roadway that was damaged after heavy rains caused a culvert to fail just north of the intersection of Pacific Highway and Northwest Griffith Road in Woodland. Pacific Highway will remain closed between Northwest Bratton Road in Woodland and Northwest Boland Street in La Center. Drivers should take alternate routes during the closure. No through traffic will be allowed, but local access will be maintained. The repair work should take about two weeks, but is dependent on weather. Once the repair is complete, drivers can anticipate a rough roadway until weather allows the road to be repaved. Well, there's a look at the stories we've got for you at ClarkCountyToday.com. Be sure to check in with us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube to see when stories are posted and join the conversation. You can also send us your story ideas and feedback. Our email is news at ClarkCountyToday.com. From all of us, I'm Jacob Graneman. Thank you so much for watching. Have a great night, and we'll see you again tomorrow.